Hi, I'm Charles. I'm Christine. And, and we, we eat stuff. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast, We Eat Stuff and Talk About Things. My name is Christine Guthrie, and I am one half of We Eat Stuff. In this podcast, we are seeking out people in St. Louis related to food, cooking, drinking, and eating who we want to know more about. Our conversation this week is with Joshua Johnson from Cocktail Collective. Like I said, uh, I'm not an alcoholic, I'm a spiritual. Joshua is a well-known face in the St. Louis bar scene, and he's only been here for five years. We have followed him from Taha's Twisted Tiki to Element to Central Table Food Hall to the Chase Park Plaza, and now Joshua is on his own doing his own thing under the moniker Cocktail Collective. At the end of our conversation, listen to Josh talk about his very extensive knowledge of the National Lampoon series. There is uh, a lot there that I did not know. Thanks so much for tuning in, you guys, and please enjoy our conversation with Joshua Johnson. Hey, Josh. What's up? What's going on? Not much. Just hanging out, keeping it real. Got a dog at your feet there. Just chilling. (laughs) It's chilling. Waffle's just hanging out. Yeah, he usually is. he's uh, all up people's grill, or he's, <laughs> or he's licking random things. He might get later. We'll yeah. see. I don't know. Um, okay, what's this spread you brought out here? What are you going to do? So, um, I'm a huge tequila aficionado, if you will. Uh, that and obviously whiskey um, and any other spirits in general. Now, like I said, uh, I'm not an alcoholic. I'm a spiritual. I believe in spirits. <laughs> I like that a lot. Yeah. Yes. I can't take credit for that. I saw that back in the day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this is a tequila that mm-hmm. I came across uh, middle of last year over summer at uh, my friends at Burro Loco, Flaco and Beto. Oh. Yeah, those guys are amazing. Mm. Um, and their tequila selection is probably the mm. most in the state, if mm. not the Midwest. Yeah, we uh, had a, had a uh, margarita that was amazing. It was yeah. so good so smooth and so yeah flavor. it's oh my gosh man i it's dangerous when i go there because i'll just go in there for lunch and not drink but then all of a sudden here comes you know oh you gotta try this oh, oh thank you, you know, <laughs> oh here's some mezcal i gotta try that oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> oh i gotta try this 110 proof i'm like oh gosh guys yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i throw my credit card down and just walk out i'm like all right i'm done <laughs> i gotta put myself to bed now yeah um yeah so this one's uh aguila tequila uh aguila means eagle mm-hmm. um so yeah it's been in St. Louis for many, many years. Uh, reading the ball, it's Guadalajara Imports, St. Louis Mo. Um, but yeah, so they turned me on to it. So before I make a cocktail with it, let's just, you know, I got cheers. You know. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is the Inejo. Mm-hmm. So the Inejo uh, is anything over um, basically a year, year to three. And then anything over three years is extra Neho. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. yeah, so cheers. Salud. Mm-hmm. Cheers. <laughs> cheers. Mm-hmm. You want to smell it? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, good. It's very mild. Yeah, it, very mild. It, uh, like, the punch you in the face doesn't have No, that. no, yeah. and, and it's 90 proof. And it does take on the characteristics of you know, the barrel. Mm-hmm. And the barrels, ex-bourbon barrels. Mm. Uh, most of them yes. come from okay. Lebanon, Missouri, White Oak, all that good mm-hmm. stuff. Take the taste Okay. Yeah, it's not bad at all. No. Mm. So, I mean, tequila, most people shoot it, but it's actually made for sipping. Yes. Mm. Yeah, mm. as the story goes. I've lost yeah. that ability to do it. I can't. I, I have mm. too many friends, though. I can't. I can't do shots mm. anymore. Yeah. I'm not uh, that way now. Yeah. Yeah. We still do it now and then, yeah. Mm-hmm. Generally, not really nasty. Where some of the some just runs up three things like, oh, this is going. We're going to be doing shots now. Yes, okay. Yeah, it's more like ah, giddy up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> That's what I signed up for. Okay. Yeah, name, yeah. Of, name of the game. Yeah. Okay. So, um, we're gonna do how I make cocktails at home. 
we really don't use tools. We just eh, eyeball it. Eh, yeah. Eh, okay, that's about right. <laughs> and the sound effects. No, 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 no. Those help. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so basically, tequila. Now some fresh squeezed lime juice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can say it's fresh squeezed because I just squeezed it. Yes. Squeeze it out of the little <laughs> touch of It's all about balance. Yeah. yeah. A little pinch of salt. Funny thing, uh, salt on margaritas and like white people put salt in beer. How's that for taste? Mm-hmm. Actually, reading and geeking out and going, you know, back. Actually, down deep Mexico, they put it in their beer and around the rim to keep the flies away. Wow, uh, that's really interesting. Yeah. Huh. I didn't know that until a few yeah. years back. Wow. That makes sense, though. Yeah. I didn't know that work. Huh. So usually, you know, a, a Paloma, uh, you got your tequila, your lime, pinch of salt. Usually top it off with like grapefruit soda, like squirt, paritos, um, even fresh grapefruit juice and some soda. Um, I found this brewery, well, I personally didn't find it, but it was new to me. Uh, when I was at the Chase, redoing all the beers, uh, Uinta, so that was Salt Lake City, uh, Utah. And they just came out with this grapefruit IPA. Mm. Yeah. So instead of, you know, Grapefruit soda, grapefruit juice, or like Stiegel Rattler. Mm-hmm. I know Mission Tacos tops off with Stiegel, yeah. which is mm-hmm. great. I'm going to give a shot of a little grapefruit IPA, see how it turns out. Nice. Mm. So a little of that. Mm. Yeah. Quick little stir. <laughs> Basically like a poor man's margarita. And then a little grapefruit zest. Mm. Now that's my, uh, my craft barking skills right here. <laughs> <laughs> A little grapefruit around the rim, drop it in. Yeah. Should be good to go. Mm-hmm. All right, let's Lovely. give this a shot. Cheers. Cheers. Salute. Good to see you, man. Oh, absolutely, thank you. Oh, yeah. Beer and tequila. Nice. Because yeah. hand in hand. I like it. Yeah, I do taste the IPA ness. Yeah. Like that. Now, being from San Diego, I grew up, you know, in the mecca of all the hoppy IPAs, the mm-hmm. stone mm-hmm. is what I've been going to. I used to live just around the corner from that brewery, so every Sunday, mm. my roommates and I, that'd be our church right there. <laughs> church. Yeah. <laughs> we call one of the girlfriends to come pick us up. Uh-huh. Some were happy, a lot weren't, though, but uh, yeah, we always had fun. Right. So, where are you originally from? San Diego. Oh, actually, uh, just north of San Diego, Camp Pendleton Marine Base. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Oceanside. It's about 40 miles from downtown San Diego. Mm-hmm. Grew up in a, my grandfather was a, a general, a sergeant on the Marines. Wow. wow. So I was very fortunate to uh, be born at the Naval Weapons Station Hospital and then grew up in his household um, as the only grandson at the time. So I was, you know, having a Texan Marine grandfather and a Texan grandmother. Yeah, I got the wooden spoon on the belt. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, yeah, <laughs> get mm-hmm. quite a lot, but no, it was great growing up. And then, so I call San Diego my home. Went to college up there as well. So, yeah, yeah. And what brought you over here to St. Louis? My car. I drove. Very so, good. so probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that from our video interview. Actually, <laughs> yes. that's it. Um, actually. You know what? I was, uh, I know people listening to this are probably like, why the heck did you move from San Diego to the Midwest? Yeah, or San Diego where the weather's always absolutely perfect. Like, yeah, I was looking at uh, the weather yesterday and 75 and 80 right now. I'm like, <laughs> just trying to you know, cheer myself up as it's snowing and icing out, outside. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know what? I spun the globe and my finger landed on the Midwest and I was actually on my way to Nashville, Tennessee. Mm. I uh, grew up playing music. Uh, at an early age, and I was like, you know what, I want out of here, I want to try something different. I mean, I could only take so much surf and sun, oh my goodness. <laughs> no, so, Fresh uh, seafood. And- yeah, yeah, yeah. No trips to Mexico on a weekly basis. And- yeah, multitudes of beautiful, beautiful people everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, man, it was a rough life, trust me. <laughs> but uh, I, I'd found that I lived down towards uh, you know, the Branson area, and I was just passing through on my road trip to uh, Nashville. It's up in Texas, all my folks. 
drove up to Oklahoma, saw an aunt, and then, you know, a cousin and her boyfriend uh, just outside of Branson and hung out there. I was like, you know what? I've got nowhere else to go right now. You know, at the time, uh, my cousin just had a one-and-a-half-year-old, so I was like, ah, I spent some family time. And, yeah, bartended with her at a... uh, (laughs) A bar that's no longer there, and I think that her and I might have had some reason behind it why it's not there anymore. We might have had too much fun. Mm. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, it was definitely a party bar. Mm. Um, one thing about people thinking, oh, Branson, oh, big, you know, Bible Belt or a lot of shows, nothing to do with it. No, they're big drinkers, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, so then from there, uh, met uh, some great people. Uh, one who is now one of my best friends and uh, business partners along the way uh, moved up to St. Louis. And the first time I was in St. Louis was almost, was just about five years and a month because it was January 5th, five years mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. And the first bar I went to was Sanctuaria. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, so this California kid, you know, comes out, and I'm still wearing jeans and checkered vans, and, you know, the <laughs> heaviest jacket I own was a hoodie. <laughs> so, and I had, like, a, you know, a beanie at the time. Mm. And this was, like, one of the worst ice storms in the history, so I drank a lot to stay warm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to stay warm, that's what I'm going to, you know, say. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, at the time, it was, uh, you know, Matt Sider and... Uh, Tim Rabior were pretty much the ones behind the bar when I met him, and oh. now I call <laughs> Tim Rabior. Unfortunately, he's not here anymore, but one of my dearest friends, and oh. Tim and Matt and I, we bartended across the country together, especially when Matt had his book coming out, his release parties mm. and all that. But uh, one of my friends uh, called Tim the Rod Stewart of bartending. I was like, this is before I met him. I'm like, mm. the Rod Stewart of bartending? Okay, I got I got to meet this guy. You know? yeah. Now, Tim has the rock and roll hair, and mm. you know, he's definitely a ladies' man, and... Uh, mm. Yeah. Life of the party as well. Yeah. So, uh, became instant, you know, buds that night. And uh, you know, when they had the uh, the whole cocktail club and the books and all that, you know, we uh, we baptized my cocktail book by Chartreuse Fire. There's a great photo of it floating Ooh. around the internet. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So there's yeah, there's me holding the book and then there's Tim with you know. Uh, can a misto filled with you know chartreuse and a lighter, and it's a flame about three feet long. And I'm, we're both just like grinning, like <laughs> wow. Yeah, we're both pyromaniacs who happen to you know deal with booze. Yeah. But uh, that was my first night, and I'll never forget this too because you know we were drinking, eating, having a great time, and you no know, sink was open until three at the time, and the place was packed, and this was you know like a Thursday night or a Wednesday night at the time. Mm-hmm. And we're there, and, you know, they're getting ready to lock up, and my buddy's like, all right, ready to go? I'm like, oh, man, yeah, I'm tired. I should be put to bed. <laughs> so, and we lived in the West End at the time, right by Sub-Zero, basically right next door. Mm-hmm. And starts going east. I'm like, like, towards, like, downtown. So I'm thinking, I don't know where I'm at. You know? sure. First time in St. Louis. I'm like, hey, isn't, you know, our place about, you know, just a mile away? So, yeah, why? I'm like, I thought we were living. Laughs at me. He's like, no, 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 no. We're going east. I'm like, what's east? You know, I'm a good little schoolboy. Just fresh <laughs> off the boat. I, I don't know. So, oh my gosh, the east side. Man, that should be on Urban Dictionary if it's not already. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we saw the sun come up, come up at one point. I'm just going to, you know, from 3 a.m. to about 10 a.m., fill in the blank. Yeah. So, saw the sun come up and uh, went back to you know our apartment and uh, passed out. Woke mm-hmm. up, repeat pretty much. Yeah, yeah. So that was my uh, my first time in St. Louis. Mm. Uh, yeah, straight you know, off the boat. Just oh, here I am, mm. good little schoolboy. <laughs> nope, got corrupted that night. Wow, wow. <laughs> mm. Mm. Interesting. What should I ask next? Oh, there's so many no, questions yeah, I can so go. So many questions about that. We go to the yeah. footage of the debacle. I know, I know. Or I know. We just say then, what, 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 how, how did your journey then continue after that? After the days of Sanctuary and like... Uh, the... Yeah, um, so, you know, day two, St. Louis. <laughs> um, no, well, it was so just one day you're talking about, or was it like... So well, this is when we moved here. 
I so see. it was my first. Yeah, I never left. So gotcha. gotcha. Um, so yeah, after the uh, the sanctuary night and the east morning, uh, I was here to do some brand work. You know, uh, there's a product out there, you know, vodka, and then a Russian moonshine called Samagon. And, oh, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. I was hired to, uh, you know, be the mixologist, bartender for the brand, for the company. And so we went around and, you know, worked with bartenders and a lot, a lot of places picked it up. I mean, Sanctuary was one. You know, mm-hmm. Salt was a, one of them as well. Sub-Zero Vodka Bar was a huge advocate mm-hmm. and supporter uh, at the time is also uh, Spilka Vodka all that great stuff um, so that's what I did uh, for you know the first year and then I was offered a bar gig actually um, well not really a bar gig it was more of a uh, come let's open up this bar together and that bar which is still standing is Taha Twisted Tiki in the Grove Mm. Right across from Sanctuary. Mm. <laughs> so I was like, oh, buddies, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, that was a little over three years ago for that. Yeah. Um, obviously, it took a while to build it. And mm. by build it, I mean, oh, man, it, a, it used to be, gosh, man, it used to be the premium lounge, I remember. I remember going in there when business partners were the gammas at the time and about four other investors. Mm. And I remember walking in, looking at the place, and they had like this old pleather furniture and all that. And the place was pretty dumpy. Mm-hmm. Now I'm gonna say that, and I do mean pretty dumpy. Actually, it was very shitty. Let's just put it that way, because the place is no longer standing like that. But uh, <laughs> mm. um, it, it was dirty, you know, it looks like when the place shut down, they just left everything. Mm. And the investors were there just, well, what do you think? I'm like, there's a bar, we're good. We can, we can make this we can make this work guys mm. you know I was excited of course you know mm. to you know help create something and you know, do such a great thing but a funny story so I remember walking there's this little teeny tiny stage you know about six by six and there's you know the pleather couch you pleather chairs and we all mm. sit down there and I'm sitting on the couch now I'm feeling around between the cushions and all that <laughs> I remember I grabbed my finger I'm like what the heck is this I pull up, oh, just, you know, a Trojan condom, you know. Luckily, luckily, it hasn't been opened and it wasn't I used. Yeah, yeah. That's the question. That's the problem, isn't it? Right. You know, it was one of those king size. Ooh, wow. <laughs> like, I was like, it over your head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I used it as a raincoat. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. So, I pull out, I'm like, ah, oh, well, looks like you got some cleaning to do, guys. And they all stand up, like, nope, here's a broom. So, you got some cleaning. I'm like, oh, here yeah, we go. Sure. So, no. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so that place, I mean, it, it was great. Went from, like, a, you know, $20,000, $25,000 project to $350,000 project. Wow. Because, yeah, the building, we had to knock down a wall because it wasn't up to code. Mm. There's black mold in the basement that, oh, it was one thing after another. Um, so I really learned how to hammer a nail and sweep and use a shop vac. And I'll never forget taking down their old patio fence one afternoon, and it was just me. I was like, okay, I got my hammer, I got some gloves. Man, this thing's gonna take me, you know, I think like an hour or two, you know, board by board by board. Mm-hmm. Nope. I never forget hammering one, and the whole side of the fence came down. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is really easy. <laughs> 10 minutes later, boom, done. I'm like, all right, great. Well, you know? yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they built a, you know, a great patio and great bar back there, mm-hmm. and you know, it was set off to be something else, a sort of a different themed bar at the time. Mm. And then in one of our meetings, I was like, guys, here's what I would like just for a patio. You know, inside do whatever, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm cool with that, what you guys mm. want to do with that. But I mean, shoot, being from, you know, the West Coast, let's do like a beach thing. Mm. You know, let's do tiki, why not? You yeah, know? Yeah. I was good friends with, uh, with uh, Paul McGee, and Paul McGee's out of Chicago. And he opened up Three Dots and a Dash with the Les Entertainment uh, group, or Les Entertainment group. And that is one of the best, If I mean, it, it, that place is just amazing. And I remember like I was 
you know, we were texting back and forth. I was asking him how he got away with this and that, you know. We were doing construction and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And he gave me, you know, some insights and all that. And uh, I would, you know, stage at his bar uh, all the time uh, just to, you know, how the mechanics worked and, you know, bashing cocktails and stuff like that. Because, I mean, you know, tiki drinks, uh, tropical cocktails have, like, you know, two ingredients to 24 ingredients. Mm-hmm. Now, think about being behind a bar and, you know, you want to make profit, revenue, all that great things. You can see as the owners look in on it. They want to, you know, turn it over and make money, obviously. I mean, they got, you know, their overhead to pay for, bills, all that good stuff, payroll. But you want to, the consistency is what you want. So, I mean, you want to take those 24 cocktail or 24 ingredients for a cocktail and get it out, you know, two to three minutes, you know, with the exquisite over-the-top garnishes and all that good stuff. So there's some, you know, tricks of the trade on how to batch cocktails. Like one thing, you know, Anything more than three ingredients, I batch nowadays, no matter what. Mm. Uh, just because it's fast. Sure. But the consistency and the quality is still there. Sure. Um, like, juices in one bottle, syrups in one, and then your spirits in one. Don't ever batch them together unless mm. you plan on going through that one cocktail, you know, in an hour to two hours. Three hours basically, your shift. Or else it's going to mm. spoil. Mm. Or never batch with bitters or absinthe. Mm. Because it actually turns in the bottle. Oh wow! Uh-huh. Yeah, I learned that the hard way. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, a zombie cocktail. I was like, oh, okay. Why does this taste different? You know, two hours later. You know, mm-hmm. um, I'm a strong believer in obviously quality, but also uh, balance. Mm-hmm. You know, you can you gotta balance the cocktail. You know, I don't like anything sweet, and I don't drink cocktails actually. Mm-hmm. And people always ask, oh, what's your favorite cocktail? Um, I like a perfect Manhattan, you know, pretty much just minus the vermouth, minus the bitters. Yeah, there you go. You got you know, a couple shots of whiskey, you know, something yeah. on the rock, you know, that's about it. Um, actually, no, I take that back. There's one cocktail out there, and Natasha from Natasha's gin room, she makes this, and it's it's not a hard cocktail, but the way she makes it is my favorite in the city. It's basically a Gibson, a gin Gibson with the cocktail onion, and oh my gosh, mm. it's so delicious. It, I mean, here's another thing. She she see me many times just down on one after another. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you put them in those little coupe glasses, and yeah, they're like five ounces. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm a you know big size guy, and it's it's like a shot to me, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So uh, that's uh, actually my favorite cocktail and the one I'll drink in this city. I, I mean, I taste a lot. Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But mostly I just prefer a gin and tonic, you know, if I really feel like something. Because the older you get, beer, I can't drink anymore, mm-hmm. unfortunately. I could do like two or three, mm-hmm. even like light beers, but it just fills you up. Yes. You know? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's getting no, older age. And yeah. Issues yep. the next day. And, yeah. yeah. Like, yep. give me a, just a spirit, you know. Yeah. I'll totally. be fine. Beer, man, that that low ABV beer, that'll get you. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like uh, digestifs or amaros at all? I love them. Yeah, I prefer actually Angostura bitters over anything though. I try mm. to Ango. Mm. Yeah, what I have to do is take Ango and mix it with uh, amaretto. Mm. And that's because you nice sort of sweet with the savory yeah. and herbiness there. A lot of you know, I never really understood this. The bartender shot or the bartender's handshake was always for net. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not a big fan of Fernet, except for the Mintha. Hmm. Um, it's too herbal for me, mm-hmm. say. Hmm. But I love chartreuse. Yeah. Anything high proof, though, yeah. Yeah, huh. green chartreuse is my favorite. Uh, so I still live with uh, Ray Edwards. He's basically a staple in this town now. Yes. Um, He's the godfather. The godfather, mm-hmm. yes, absolutely. Great guy. Um, so him and I used to live together. And, well, he's the one that introduced me to Sanctuary and <clears throat> Eastside. Um, <laughs> As I can see him uh, being quite the tour guide for them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. He had one of those punch cards, you know? Jeez. <laughs> but, uh, so, when we lived in the West End, we used to always end our night. You now, we used to, you know, entertain a lot. You know, through, you know 3 a.m. when bartenders get off, stuff like that. Uh, they'd all come over to our place, because... We had a revolving door. It was like, hey, you know, mm-hmm. mi casa, su casa. Mm-hmm. We always would just 
you know, try out drink recipes, shoot the shit, you know, geek out together. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the night, Ray and I would always take a sifter of green chartreuse, light on fire, pour it back and forth, basically blue blaze method, mm. um, and then drink it nice and warm mm. and sing Rat Pack. <laughs> wow he's tradition. he's frank and i'm dean there, there we go and sasha's sammy davis so <laughs> i can see it now yeah, yeah. perfect <laughs> a little sasha on sammy davis jr perfect <laughs> um i kid but sasha has been with us and we call him that many times mm-hmm. but uh that'd be our you know our toast of the night and like, oh what a great day you know and then our nightcap and yeah Go to bed, wake up at 7 a.m., repeat. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. How did you first meet Ray? You guys are kind of like, I think we met the two of you guys together. Yeah. Or yeah. actually, the first day we met you was, was when you were at Element. Yeah. And then about an hour later, Ray came in, and you're like, oh, you guys, you got to meet this guy. Yeah, meet and this then guy. pretty much from then on, you guys have been like this <laughs> to us. Yeah, you know what? Ray. So. He had a company back in the day, you know, that had Samagon and Stiletto and um, Lonnebach and some great other spirits. And I met him, actually, down in Branson, of all places, huh. you know. I was first introduced to uh, Shkoka Vodka at the time by a major brands rep uh, when I took over this little martini bar. And trust me, these are, oh my gosh, I'm going to admit this. But um, I used to make a lot of martinis, you know, Fruit Loop martini, Campfire martini, S'mores martini, you know, you name it. I was gimmicky and, yeah, yeah, a lot of sugar and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd take marshmallow fluff and Fruit Loops and stick them to a martini glass and take rum chata. Mm -hmm. And this is back in the day when it might still be, I don't know, three hours had loopy vodka. Tastes like Fruit Loops. Ah, Mm -hmm. So it looked like a bowl of cereal no yeah. pretty much yeah. yeah and crumble up some fruit loops on top Woo, yay. yeah <laughs> yeah it's like it sounds like what absolutely goosed used to be yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. i yeah i did that back in the day mm-hmm. uh, and do those shots like uh what are they great bapes and vegas bombs and all that mm-hmm. oh sugary 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 yeah diabetes in a glass pretty much yeah <laughs> um but yeah so i started bringing in by the case of this vodka and I was doing a lot of it more than at the time more than Kansas City and uh, St. Louis and he's like what the hell is going on down there you know <laughs> so he came down decided to do like a night no event um, he had a bartender at the time who worked for him and she was drop dead gorgeous uh, she came in as well and bartended with me uh, so he was at the event introduced himself and you know, he got behind the bar did some, a couple things and all that. And night was great, yada, yada. We did some shots and I had a great time. About, you know, a few days to a week later, he gave me a call like, hey, what do you, what do you, have you ever been to Kansas City? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I've only been in Missouri for maybe a month, if that. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, <laughs> I hear that barbecue and Chiefs and a baseball team. So I'm like, oh. So like, mm-hmm. would you be interested in coming up? You know, I have a house out here, you know, I'd like to show you around and yada, yada, yada. Because like, all right, when? How does tomorrow work? <laughs> Perfect. All right, cool. Yeah. So went up to Kansas City and he showed me around town and all that and uh, introduced me to a, a lot of great bartenders who are, you know, mentors and great personal friends of mine. Um, like Berto Santoro, uh, Ryan Mavey, um Travis Stewart, a lot of great people in the Kansas City uh, area and work at some amazing restaurants and bars. Um, and then he asked me, like, hey, so what do you think about doing some brand work? I'm like, well, what do you have in mind? I'm like, well, I have this, this, and this, you know. Obviously, you know how to make a good drink, even if it is a fruit loopy martini he always he still this day gives me a hard time about that <laughs> but hey it's sold okay yes yeah <laughs> um so anyways I was like oh, I'm open to it mm-hmm. so create a couple cocktails so they can use some you know um some POS stuff you know for when they go out and do events and stuff like that 
And then, you know, it worked out, asked for some more. And he's like, hey, why don't you just join my team? Hmm. And I'm like, I'd love to. Hmm. So, you know, we were inseparable for years. Mm-hmm. You know, we were always on the road. And, uh, we, were ne- we were never in the same city more than three days. Uh, so we traveled, you know, back and forth across the country, uh, overseas even. But uh, it, it, it was a great, great ride. And not to say it still is. I mean, we have a great time. Uh, yeah, his name, his nickname is Godfather. Um, and he gave me the nickname Doc because at the time I had a handlebar mustache and I was like, Doc Holiday. Yep. <laughs> so I was like, I'm down for that, man. Cool. Because <laughs> he couldn't remember the name Josh to kill him. You know, it's like, hmm. uh, when I behind the bar, he's like, man, I, I can't remember your name. <laughs> I'm just going to call you Doc because you're like Val Kilmer Doc Holiday. I'm like, I'll be your Huckleberry. It's cool. <laughs> so, yeah. And, you know, over the years, we've developed this ongoing shtick just to keep <laughs> ourselves entertained. Uh, the Adventures of Doc and Godfather. Mm-hmm. Uh, one year, they've made a t-shirt about it. I mean, there's mm. caricatures of us. And um, it's just been an ongoing thing to, you know, we laugh at ourselves more than anything. Yes. Um, mm. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, so that's pretty much how I met Ray and how I got into this industry. And even being in St. Louis is doing brand work. Um, and then by doing some brand work and then opening up a bar... And then starting, you know, my own company, Cocktail Collective, for consulting uh, and freelancing. That's even catapulted me into, you know, doing some brand work for uh, some, like for a better term, heavy hitters like uh, Makers and Bullet um, and some uh, Texas brands that I am not at liberty to say right now. But, uh, you know, the sky's the limit, though. But uh, I always love jumping behind the bar, though. Mm-hmm. So I was going to ask kind of to get into what you're doing currently. So as we just learned about 20 minutes ago, <laughs> you're not really tied to a place now. So what are you doing these days? Um, as one of my good bartender buddies had told me, well, he put in perspective for me. Josh, you're just on a radical sabbatical. I'm like, you got a point, you know. <laughs> uh, alliteration. Yeah. I looked at him like, well, technically you're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so right now... I'm doing some brand work for a few companies. Uh, one is actually a tequila company hmm. uh, based in uh, Guadalajara, not Jalisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the brand, the guys who started it, are out of Texas. So unfortunately, you won't be able to get this spirit in Missouri right now. Uh, but it's called Rhino Tequila, R-Y-N-O. Mm. Um, and it's great juice. Um, I do have a marketing and business background as well. Um, so I'm doing some brand work with them. Also uh, helping them uh, with the juice. Uh, they have a Blanco, a uh, Reposado, Anejo, and Extra Anejo. And being a huge spirit you know, fan and especially tequila, um, I'm just helping them out as well. Uh, a few bars um, throughout the Midwest. One is in Nashville and one's in Chicago as well. So I, I travel quite a bit nowadays. Mm-hmm. I love it, yeah. So mm. I try to stay warm because right now it's cold everywhere I go. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Very cool. So what, uh, as much as you can share, what sort of things do you have in plans for 2018? Oh my gosh. A lot, actually. Yeah. I was just going over this too. Uh, my business partner. Um, 2018 is... It'll be a big year, um, personally and professionally. You got to think about that. Uh, professionally, the stuff that I'm doing right now uh, with brand building and marketing, um, all that good stuff, it's nothing but on the up and up. And I, I love it. It keeps me busy, and I learn something new every day. I mean, you can learn something new every day from anyone, anything as well. Mm-hmm. Um, knowledge... I mean, you never have too much. Um, I'm doing more, you know, working with brands, um, cream cocktails as well, uh, good, great stuff like that. Also, there's been talks about opening up my own place mm. as well. Um, that's like a million dollar question right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been approached three times since December 7th 
Mm. Um, and twice I've been in St. Louis. Mm. So that's always an idea. I don't know if I would act on it in 2018. Mm -hmm. Mm. Because, I mean, there's a lot of great bars already Mm. and restaurants. Yeah. Sure. And there's a lot of great ones that I haven't been to yet. Like, Mm. shoot, Olive Oak. That's on the top of my list. I still haven't been to that place. Mm -hmm. You know, I hear nothing but great things. You know, Charlie Martin over there and Morgan Segura. Like, I really want to go visit them. Yeah. I mean, they always visit me and, like, they're two great human beings. I'm like, man. Yep. Just haven't had the opportunity They're to get doing out that good way. Stuff there. Yeah. Yeah. Charlie Soon is on tomorrow's. Yeah. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. I know. I don't know anyone else in St. Louis is doing that. I know. I saw you the know? pictures last week. I was like, okay, take yeah, me too. I'm like, what? Uh-huh. I'm like, I gotta get over I there. Know. It's very exciting. You know, mm-hmm. like fat washing, barrel aging, you know, even making your own bitters, that's been around. Um, actually Matt Sires the one that introduced me to making own bitters mm. um, at Sanctuary. Because, mm. you know, for Rite of Passage, pretty much his staff members have because bartenders had to make their own bitters uh, before they can move on. Mm-hmm. Great stuff like that. Um, no, I thought that was amazing. Still is amazing. Yeah. You know, bartenders you make their own ingredients. I mean, probably the furthest I went to making my own green was probably blue carousel. Because mm-hmm. um, me, I, like I said, I don't like sweet or really sugary substance. Mm-hmm. That's why I really don't drink cocktails unless it's straight booze forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is an element, actually. So I had an idea. I'm like, I think we can make our own. Like when you know, Sasha Alms and I were there and uh, we go back and forth about stuff all the time. I'm like, well, let's do this. Or why can't we do that? Like, well, who says we can't? Let's just do it. Yeah. Yeah. See what happens. <laughs> you know what? I've never failed. I always found another way to do something else. Let's put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> or what not to do. Yes. But I've never failed. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, like even cocktails. Like you make a bad cocktail? Eh, we call those shots nowadays. Yeah. So, down the hatch, here we go. Fair enough, fair enough. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I gotta stay positive about it. Totally. Um, but yeah, we made blue carousel. It took about 30 days. Um, it was basically vodka and gin based. Um, and we let that steep with orange zest and dried orange zest for 30 days. Hmm. Um, this is before I even thought about, you know, using a cryovac or, you know, the French term sous vide. Uh, that, but we had the old-fashioned method, let's steep for 30 days, and then added basically simple syrup, mm. and then, shh, here's how they make it blue. Yes. Food coloring. Oh, oh shh. I, I thought it was smart. No one will know, though. Is that, is that, that's what, so Gargamel was not making blue carousel. He's, you know... Oh, no, we threw in a couple of Smurfs, too. You know. Yeah, follow the traditional recipe. Yes, 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 yes. From the old country. The old country, yes. Yeah. <laughs> the old country. Yes. Yeah. Papa Smurf wasn't too happy, but <laughs> you got rid of a few. Yeah. Um, yeah, you gotta get rid of the weak ones. Yeah, yeah the weak ones, man. Keep the Smurf, uh, Smurf growing We left Smurfette so they can repopulate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying Smurfette was a whore. But <laughs> oh, my. Her vagina might have had a group on. Just oh, God. Yeah, dear. Well, <laughs> I think actually Smurf, Smurfette was created by Gargamel as a way to destroy the Smurf community or something like that. Like the Smurfs can't re- reproduce normally. They, just, uh, they, they they emerge from nature. Mm. Only male I didn't ones. watch that show nearly yeah. enough. And like Man. the fe- all female, female ones are created by Gargamel. There's no natural really? uh, female Smurfs. You're hmm. very, very knowledgeable about this. Yeah. <laughs> there were Smurf comics too. Yeah, really? there were way more in really? detail. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, huh? Gargamel, fascinating. Yeah. He had a cat too. Yeah, Azrael. Azrael. <laughs> See, I'm not a big cat fan. <laughs> I love dogs. Yeah, or uh, dags, if you will. Dags, 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 dags. Hey, 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 dogs. Yes, oh, dogs. Yes, dogs. Yeah, dags. Caliban. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. All right. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> so dummy bears. I mean, yes. uh, that oh. cartoon was amazing. Mm. Count Duke or Dukey or whatever his name was. Yeah. Well, Bill Count Dukey. Oh, this is trolls or gnomes or where the bad trolls, big guys or orcs call him Dukey. Was his name was like Count Duke or something like that. I, or was it Duke something? I can't remember. I'm just say probably the old Disney cartoons like when you get home from school. Well, you got Darkwing Duck, Gummy yeah. Bears, yeah. Tailspin, Rescue Duck Tail, Rescue Rescue Chippendale. Rangers. Yeah. I don't think how the theme song goes, but... Uh. Oh, Chip-Chip and Dale. Rescue Rangers. Rangers. Chip-Chip and Dale. Dale. Da-da-danger. Or something like that. <laughs> Chip and Dale. 
<laughs> so yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna throw some on the bus for this one. Actually, no, it's not really under the bus. So uh, one of my you know fellow bartenders at the Chase at the Preston, I'm so proud of uh, Kira Webster. Okay. So we were just talking one day about you know cocktail menus and stuff like that. And she wanted to do, like, you know, let's do, like, an 80s theme. Let's do, like, a Disney theme. Like, yes, yes, go on, go on, you know. <laughs> I think it'd be so cool to see, like, a, you know, Disney afternoon, mm-hmm. you know, like, Darkwing Duck. Yeah. Darkwing, like, those kind of, like, Darkwing Duck cocktail. Has to be something, you know, out there. Mm. It has to be purple, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It has to be yeah. purple. It has to be yeah. purple and dark, you know. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe too sweet. Well, let's see. What would work? Would... Now, that sounds, I was going to say, it's, I had an idea, but it sounds revolting. But Go on. Well, blue, blue Curacao, what we were just talking about, and Campari. We might make a purple color. Hmm. Like, no. no, you're on to something, because I was thinking Cassis and Campari. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Cassis yeah. has purple, too, yeah. Campari's going to be yeah. a bitter agent. Cassis, you know, it's going to oh, be a nice sweet sugar. purple. Cassis is like a dark purple. Well, uh, you know, well, also, grape Kool-Aid is purple. And Indeed it is. Go on. <laughs> so, grape Kool-Aid in a cocktail. Are we going to make jello shots out of this one? Because that'd be cool. Interesting. Or, well, I was trying to think some of the, you know. Oh, I know. What? A very controversial ingredient is uh, charcoal. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, my God. Also, yes. dark rum. That'd be a little dark. Be the dark. Yeah. The dark That's the one up. thing I wish I'd just die. Oh, do- charcoal? Activated charcoal. Oh, really? Really? I, I, you Not know. Not into it? But, but no. Okay, now I'm going to do that. Dark rum duck. You know, be, ah! <laughs> you know, and have like a. Dark man. rum duck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. All right, bars. There you go. There's a freebie. <laughs> Make it happen. Yeah, you can take that one. Go recipe and development right here. Okay, I have random questions. I'm going to throw at you. Yeah. You, you answer however you want, or change the subject, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, we were actually just you mentioned this about five minutes ago about places that you need to go in mm-hmm. St. Louis. We can answer this two ways. First, I want to ask if tell people about any um, drinks or meals or dishes you've had in town that you think people ought to know about? Oh, man, that's a toughie. Yeah. Hmm. Well, off the top of my head, just because we were talking about this earlier, for sushi, Blue Ocean. Mm. Yes. No, in the loop. Mm-hmm. Um, I've only been there maybe a handful of times, but I had you no know, great times every time. Um, actually, Kira's boyfriend, Ty, and Ty, if you're listening, I'm sorry, I can't pronounce your last name, but... Milwanjwanko? <laughs> Is that it, or I have no idea. He's a, you know, he's a good dude. Yes. He's actually really smart with liquor, mm. and, you know, it. Mm. so I go, you know, most of the time just for him to, you know, just to try new, you know, Japanese whiskeys, or mm. soju, or, mm. you know, I love sake, actually. Mm. Yeah. But it's just, a, it's a cool vibe. And I think that place is overlooked. Yeah. Um, it's been there forever, so. Yeah, that's yeah. what I learned. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. But, I mean, that's, uh, you know, it's it's fresh. It's great environment. Um, you can get a great cocktail or, you know, just a great glass of something. Obviously, could you do, I'm trying to think, down the Shake Shack? I have no idea, but I walked in there and walked out just because I don't want to wait 30 minutes to get a burger and fries. Mm-hmm. But Danny Meyer, I mean, mm. obviously he's a staple around the world for mm. the hospitality industry and from St. Louis. Yeah. Um, man, I definitely want to check it out because, no, being from the West Coast, I have In-N-Out Burger. Yeah. It's going to be tough to beat In-N-Out, I think. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I've heard most people say that uh, it doesn't hold a candle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But not that safe people shouldn't go to, you know, to, uh, you know. No, I definitely shape. want to check that place out. Mm-hmm. Um, also, a bar that gets overlooked, I think, is at Whole Foods. Mm. Actually, Whole Foods down Central West End. There's a bar in there. Mm. It's really? way back there. Fascinating. No, I've never, it, I haven't been in there yet. Is it a wine bar? or is it No. Hmm. Well, I don't think... No, I think it's beer and wine, actually. Beer and wine? Mm. Okay. I don't think it's cocktail. Mm. I never asked for a cocktail there, but, I mean, it's beer and wine at... Whole pricing. Ah. Oh. So if you're trying to save a buck or two. Yeah. And drink while you shop. Yeah. Fascinating. Um, I was always a big advocate. Actually, 
I wrote a paper on this back in high school, hmm. and I got an F on it. Heck. And here's why. So, yeah. very, yeah, my uh, English teacher didn't think it was funny. But, uh, so, is write something about what you think society needs, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, 17. I was, you know, into sports, and then girls, and partying, and drinking. Mm-hmm. You know, everything a teenager's, teenage boy's into. Yeah. So, I had an idea, like, you know what would be great? Spent a lot of time at the mall. Actually worked at the mall, too. I worked at a surf store. Um, so I was like, you know what the mall needs? Or know what a department store needs? A bar in it. And so I wrote a paper, a two-page paper about this. An <laughs> essay, if you will. Um, I wrote out, department stores need bars. You know, a place where someone can go to relax. While, you now at the time, I was like, place to go where the men can relax and watch football while the wives take the credit card sure. and go shopping. Mm. Da-da, you know? da-da, charge! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's basically what I got down to it, but, I, you know, I had to, you know, string it out to make two pages out of it. So, then go figure, fast forward, you know, eight, ten, twelve years, boom, Nordstrom's. There's a bar mm. in Nordstrom's yes. right around the women's department in Chicago. Mm. You know, and I found this out three years ago when I went out there, and I was my my girlfriend at the time. Went to the escalator, I stopped. She keeps walking. My jaw just dropped to the floor. <laughs> I was like, "That's my idea." I was like, "Oh my <laughs> gosh!" You know, there's a bar in a department store, and this happened to be you no know, on a Sunday football, mm. and nothing but guys around it too. <laughs> mm. So I'm like, "Oh my goodness!" I was like. Man, if I could go back in time, just like Marty McFly, he'd be like the mm. sports almanac. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So I was always a big advocate, you know, bars and department mm. stores. And then I just went up there recently. Now there's bars and grocery stores. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. Whole Foods too. But no, yes. I, so when I went up there uh, mid-December for a friend's uh, uh, Christmas party, downtown Chicago, I had to go pick up some stuff. Like, oh, bring this and that. I'm like, hey, uh, where's the liquor department? Oh, it's on the second floor. I'm like, there's another floor to this grocery store? All right. <laughs> For the record, I don't do a lot of grocery shopping. So, you know, I go in and out of, like, a Whole Foods every now and then <laughs> and grab a meal. But to go into an actual, like, grocery store and, like, no liquor, I'm like, what is this? <laughs> oh, it's on the second floor. Second floor? What? <laughs> so go up there and, oh, you know, Golden Gate's open. There's this big old, you know... <laughs> You know, whatever liquor you want, stuff like that. They even had single barrels of mm. bourbon there. Wow. Yeah, so I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm at home at this place now. <laughs> and then I, you know, I look to my right, and there's a full bar with like five TVs. I'm like, what the yeah. heck is going on here? What like, store is this? Oh my gosh. I. Ugh. It's a big name. Grocery store? Grocery store in Chicago, yeah. owned by a Jewish family, I know that. Because huh. my friend gave me the whole lowdown about it. Like, mm. Okay. I you lost me after mm. there's a bar so yeah. I was like yeah. yeah and we went there and you know had lunch and you know a couple of drinks I'm like oh I got paid for this stuff too now uh, <laughs> but mm. no it's like you know the whole bar industry is taking over a lot of places and you know a lot of business owners are being smart about it too it's like alright let's just put a bar there because you know give them a couple give them a shot on the house they'll spend mm. more you know mm. how it goes yeah. back you know True. it's like how you build regulars yeah. True, true. <laughs> um, tell us if there's anything. I'm guessing there is about you. You you have interesting stories. Is there a interest or hobby about you that no one would ever suspect? Mm, that's a good one. Uh, I'm pretty open. Or something you like reading about or learning about? I love National Lampoons. Hmm, the movies or just the... Mm-hmm. No, the history behind it. Ah, okay. The comic books. Go on. And then the movies. Yes. Yeah. No, Doug Kenny. I mean, he, he passed away before my day, but I was born in 83. He passed away in 80. Mm. Um, <laughs> so, a little personal information about myself. Uh, so, growing up with my grandfather, basically living in his household from the day I was born, uh, to about, you know, my, my mom and I are 17 years apart, so I was the mm. best mistake in high school ever. Hey, oh. <laughs> so what happens when you take a cheerleading captain and a high school quarterback together? You get me. Hey. 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 Sorry, mom. 
<laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I grew up in my you know, grandparents' household and raised by my grandfather. Mm. Like I said, star brigadier general. Mm. Um, passed away two years ago. Mm. But, for the record, he was the youngest and still is the youngest star brigadier general in the Marine Corps history. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it was pretty, uh, really impressive. Mm. Um, but uh, he was a big jokester. Prankster, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. And he loved his grandkids. Now, outside of his family, he's a hard ass, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, he was the nicest guy, the funniest guy ever. Um, so I grew up on Police Academy movies. <laughs> and then, you know, Chevy Chase and Christmas Vacation and European yeah. Vacation. And, you know, let's go to Wally World, you know, yes. all that good stuff. So I grew up on Sorry, guys, Wally World's closed. <laughs> yeah. You know, John Candy back, you know, when he's yep. young. Yeah. Um, and not dead. <laughs> not dead yes. yeah yes. Wagon's East killed him shoot um so just going back to National Lampoon's like no Animal House that was yes. the first National Lampoon's movie ever mm. you know and I actually went to that house at Universal Studios mm. for my 20th birthday my mom was like oh it's Universal Studios I'm like you know punk ass kid you know yeah. stoner half the time back in that day and yeah. I had hair down on my mid back Mm. Okay, let's go. Yeah, whatever. Mm. I I used to make fake IDs, you know. I didn't have to really work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she didn't know about that at the time. Mm. Why'd you get a job? Uh, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I was a barista at Starbucks for four months before I turned 21 to go bartend. Actually, mm. that's a whole another story. Sure. Um, but yeah, so we went, you know, to Universal Studios and went on that backlot tour, and it's actually really cool. You know, to see where you know the clock tower at you know, Back to the Future was, and then mm. the Animal House and all that good stuff. And remembering Animal House, the movie, watching over and over and over. And I just watched this two nights ago, too. Mm. And you know, I'm a huge history buff. The only A I got in high school was in history. Go figure. I wasn't the smartest, wasn't the brightest. Eh, street smart, maybe. Yeah, I graduated with a couple of Ds. Got an F on one paper about putting bars in department stores and yes. see how that turned out for so-and-so. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but uh, I got A in auto though. I know how to change some oil. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I took home ec, got an A. Mm. Yeah, I can make a bunk cake. Cool. Yeah, you know, make you a souffle. Squeeze some limes. Yeah, <laughs> I can squeeze some limes. <laughs> yeah. They purchase from your local schnooks. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, so doing the history about National Lampoons, and it started, you know, Doug Kenny was born in the 40s, um, and a guy who went to Harvard and didn't want to get a job. Mm-hmm. You know, and, I can see a lot of myself, and I do follow some of these traits, like, I don't want to really get a job, mm. but, you know, hey, bills don't go away, unless you make them go away. Mm. So, what he did, he was a, you know, comedian, jokester, wrote a book in Harvard, uh, with his business partner who started, you know, National Lampoon, but it was called the Harvard Lampoon at the time. That's right, that's right. And then convinces, you know, a friend... And partner like, let's just start our own magazine. Why not? It can't be that hard. Sure. <laughs> you know, just making, you know, jokes and want to see boobies everywhere, pretty much. Mm. That's what it was back in the day. Mm. It was like, you know, the Playboy meets Mad magazine. Sure. Um, and then they got rejected by a lot of, you know, publications and all that. And here's what I think was so funny. The publisher had one magazine that they were doing and they agreed to this one. Weight Watchers. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Maddie, I, I want to say Simone's or something like that, but anyways, his name's Maddie. So he is the owner of the publishing company that published Weight Watchers and that was back in the day, hmm. uh, late 60s, early 70s and agreed to do National Lampoon. No, the first you know, National Lampoon magazine was terrible. Artwork was, you know, got two hippies, you know, Always high at the time, like doing some weird stuff, like Fear mm. and Loathing in Las Vegas kind of bullshit. Mm. Dr. Gonza stuff, which I personally think is cool, mm. but not at the time, I guess. Mm. They got some art directors and then brought in a bunch of, you know, writers. And, you know, they started, you know, making great magazines, great stuff like that. And then they were getting sued by everyone. Volkswagen was, I think, the first one that sued them. And then Disney, because they took many mouths. And she was flashing her boobs, but they put pasties on her boobs. But still, Disney's mm. like was suing for like eight million or some ridiculous amount. Yeah, jeez, man. 
And then mm-hmm. a bunch of other people were you know, suing them all that. Then fast forward, they started a radio show. And that's actually where Chevy Chase and Bill Murray, uh, Gilda Radner, they got their start was working for National Lampoon. Mm-hmm. So, and then here how the story goes. So they had the radio show, the magazines. You know, they're going on tour, National Lampoon's uh, Lemmings. So this, you know, on uh, this live show in New York, you know, improv, but like live band. Mm-hmm. So John Belushi, Golden Rana, Chevy Chase, uh, Bill Murray, and, you know, a few others. But I can't think of their names. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they would, you know, do this live show. And then they wanted to do, well, they were approached by doing like a Saturday night variety hour. Mm-hmm. So Maddie, the publisher, passed on it. Mm-hmm. That ended up being Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. So... Chevy Chase, Bill Murray, Gilda Radner, down the list. Everyone that worked at National Lampoon Magazine went on to do the first season, even the writers, you know, hmm. for Lauren Michaels. Yeah. And then boom, that's been around since then mm-hmm. and still around today. Hmm. So every time I see, you know, SNL, I was like, that was basically National Lampoon that started that. Mm-hmm. So that's something that no one knows about me. Much history I know about a lot, not just spirits, but about weird stuff. You like yeah. that? Yeah. So. I like it. Good answer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. No, that's perfect. Thorough answer, I guess, huh? Yeah, yeah that's, that's great. great. Yeah. No, I didn't cool. know about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a tidbit for you. Yeah, news you can use. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I just got like two questions left for you, Josh. Uh, tell people, so if they want to hire you. Where can they find you? Where can folks find you in person and online? <laughs> in person? Yeah. Well, um, it's hard these days. Yeah. Um, you can find me uh, belly up at a bar, maybe. Hmm. Actually, I don't go out that often anymore. Um, I'm in bed by like 10 or 11. Maybe 11.30 on the weekends. Um, well, social media is probably mm-hmm. the easiest way. Uh, Instagram is Joshua Johnson underscore, <clears throat> excuse me, underscore STL. Mm-hmm. Um, Facebook, I think it's facebook.com. I put alcohol in a glass. Mm. Or just Google Joshua Johnson, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, we may get the uh, new host of A1 on NPR. Oh. He's named Joshua yeah. Johnson. So. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yes. Sorry to break it. You kind of have a generic name. Sorry to break it to you. <laughs> no, I, I do. Joshua Johnson is also a peanut farmer, I believe, back oh. in the day. Uh, mm-hmm. and a African-American artist, uh, sports baseball player. Mm. Um, but there's only one, Joshua Ryan Johnson. That is me. Mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I haven't he puts alcohol The only one that matters. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I put alcohol in a glass, sometimes with ice. You know, we'll see. That's it. Um, <coughs> but yeah, email Johnson at Gmail. Message mm-hmm. me if you want to go out and grab a drink. I'm always down for it. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Okay. Then... My last question for you tonight is, do you have any asks or requests for the people listening to us? I ask you to stop using charcoal and cocktails. (laughs) I request that you stop using charcoal and cocktails. (laughs) Okay. That's what I got. Okay. Very direct. Yes, I like it. Now, if you want like a black cocktail, squid ink. I like that. That's cool. Terry Oliver at Fraser's. He's the one who reached me to that years mm-hmm. ago. Hmm. I have more respect for squid ink than charcoal. Mm-hmm. Come on, charcoal. Think about it. charcoal. You have too much alcohol. Or something needs to come. They give you charcoal tablets. Yeah. So why do you want to drink charcoal? Mm-hmm. I, just, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's like, eh. I've heard that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Terry knows his stuff. I respect him. Oh, yes, he does. Yes, we got to get him over here. Yeah, Terry, yo, oh my gosh, yeah. I know. Man, that guy's so busy, though, but I bet you he'll make time for you. Yeah, we'll see. Cool. Terry and Zach Stout. You got to get Zach over here. We actually had Zach Stout here and Kelly Stout. Oh, really? Yeah, Yeah. they're actually some of our first guests. Man, I'm behind on it. Jeez. Well, we have like almost 100 episodes now, right? Yeah, I know. We have a long list. You, you've been on the list for a long time, but you know, we're finally. I have a story about Zach. How I met him. Actually, mm. Sasha and I met him back at Element. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, Zach. Um, so, Sasha and I are at Element. This is, you know, midweek, uh, Wednesday or Thursday. You no, know, we're getting ready to close the bar down. I remember we were watching the Blues 
uh, I think they lost that game at the time. It's like, oh, man, they lost. Fuck. Let's just take a shot. Jesus. <laughs> and we'll go to the bar. We'll go to DB's because we're up until 3 a.m. <laughs> yeah. If you guys don't know what DB's is. Douchebags. Dirty Bobs. Oh, Dirty Bobs. Man, <laughs> <laughs> eh, same thing. Whatever. <laughs> Dirty Bob was a douchebag. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we're there. We're closing on the bar. No one's in there. We just watched the Blues lose, and we took a shot of some, most likely it's going to be Four Roses, that, or some really expensive tequila. And then this guy walks in. Oh, young-looking guy. He's like, hey, you guys close? I'm like, nah, dude, come on in. You know, sits, you know, you give him a shot, hey, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. No one else around. You know, ended up being Zach, mm-hmm. you know, our first introduction to him. Mm-hmm. No, we were chit-chatting, nice, very nice guy. And at the time, he had a, uh, a cleaning company. Right. Yeah. Nice. Yep. And then, uh, you know, he's all, my wife and I, we want to clean up me, yada, yada, yada. Oh, cool. And he kept asking Sasha and I about, you know, bar and all that. And, oh, you guys hire anything? I'm like, oh. And he, what's your experience? I don't really want to have any, but I'm an avid mouth. Cool. Um, fast forward to just a few months after that, I got an offer to go consult for a place. Uh, in the West End, and I was like, "Man, we need a couple bartenders." So, like, I look at Sasha. I'm like, "Remember that Zach guy? Shoot, why not?" So threw him behind the bar with us, and then that was our you know our bar team: Sasha, myself, uh, another buddy, and then Zach. You now we did a few events, got really busy, and then Sasha and I were poached to go consult for the Chase Park Plaza. Mm. You now the Preston before it had anything. Mm. And then the old uh, management ownership of the Chase made us an offer. And like, well, yeah, I like health insurance. I probably need that. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I'm not getting any younger. Shoot, I'm in my mm-hmm. 30s. Mm-hmm. Ah, my back hurts every day. Yeah. I just said, yeah, bacchiotomy. Jeez. Nice. So we went to do that. And then Zach got a job with Terry at Fraser's. And. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can't be so, I mean, I, I'm just so proud of, you know, the way that he came up and the way that he, the direction he's going and his wife's a sweetheart as well. Yeah. But, you know, obviously I think very highly of Terry because, I mean, he knows his stuff. He can back it up. And he's just a well-rounded dude with a great cocktail program. Yep. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, now, Fraser will always be my you know, number one. Neighborhood bar, put it that way. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think go, it's very underrated. Let's keep it that way because I don't want it to get out. Yeah, yeah very I know. Enough. But yeah, it's so yeah, guys. crowded every time you go there. Is everyone listening who has been there, it's terrible, don't go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> go, uh, go Monday through Thursday. Yeah. Um, yeah. I go there at you know, 6 o'clock on you know, weekend. I, I still can't get a seat, so I don't understand. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm okay with that. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah, even though I go there and get a gin tongue or a Budweiser. Yeah. But then maybe a couple shots of chartreuse or some Amaro comes around mm-hmm. or some whiskey. Mm-hmm. Well, but no. Nah. But no charcoal. I hope Terry doesn't start doing that. <laughs> he hasn't introduced me to charcoal cocktails mm-hmm. over there yet. The squid ink, yes. That, that is great. I love you like that one. That's and then great. the uh, the Szechuan flowers or the buzz buttons. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Christine yeah. had that. Yeah. Yeah. That's an experience. Yeah, it's like uh, looking at a nine volt battery. I know. Oh my god. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I probably wouldn't do it again, but you know, it's okay. Try new things. Yeah. I, uh, I I was introduced to those many years ago. Um, and oh my gosh, it was weird. I got addicted to them. You know. Mm. You know, I don't do any drugs or anything like that anymore. But those, oh my gosh, they're around. Like, yeah. Yeah. Because like it just changes like your whole. Even your saliva tastes different. Yeah. Right? Uh huh. Yeah. Like I was just drinking water one night and did it, and like it tastes all like you know. The minerals in it, and mm. even like when you eat, but yeah, you no know, flower power. That's the name of the cocktail Terry has yep. there. Mm-hmm. You no, know, it's a cocktail, and then a little champagne. I'm like, dude, I'm like this is awesome. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So far out, man. Yeah. I like it. Ruby. Yeah. Okay, let's sign off, and then we'll talk out more. Okay, <laughs> Josh, thanks so much. This yeah. is super oh, fun. Boom, blammo. Yes. Thanks for the cocktail. I'm Christine Guthrie with We Eat Stuff. And this has been another episode of We Eat Stuff and Talk About Things. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts. 
I would also like to encourage everyone to join our Patreon page, which you can find at patreon.com slash weeatstuff. There, you can become a sponsor of this podcast and all the work we do and be rewarded with cool stuff. We appreciate your support so much. Please join us next week for another interview. But in the meantime, go out there and eat stuff. Bye, guys. I have more respect for squid ink than charcoal.